Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Make your plans now to join us for the G3 National Conference, September 30th through October 2nd, as we'll gather for Christian fellowship and the worship of God through song and the preached word. Our theme for the 2021 conference will be centered on biblical Christology. You can find registration details at g3men.org. Get 15% off by mentioning code G3BAR. That's G3BAR. Those of us who claim Christ, our authority is the Scripture. For those who don't claim Christ or who claim another, I'd like for them to, we challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from Scripture. Uh, ex- explain the nature of good and evil apart, apart from the Scripture. Um, that there, there's, you, you have no context, there's no justification for it except for the whims of, of, man, of, you know, of men. And so, man, we, we stand upon the foundation of the Scripture, sola scriptura, Scripture alone, man. Doctrine, yeah, sola scriptura, scripture alone, that means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation for the age of creation? For he laid the foundation, was the plan for expiation? Christ became propitiation, meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd, he saw our faces. What's up, everybody? It's your boy, Dwayne, here live at the bar, man. Welcome you back one more time, one more again. We up in here in the building. So excited this afternoon to have uh, a brother that uh, I've been watching for a little while, man, and um, and really enjoy stuff, man. And uh, that brother, right now he hails in uh, uh, Phoenix, Arizona, but uh, I'll let him give a little background in a few minutes. But I have Mr. Vocab Malone. How are you, sir? I'm doing all right, man. Good to be on, Dwayne. Yes, sir. And, uh, I live downtown Phoenix now, but like I told you, probably moving back hometown of Columbus within the next year or so. So, yeah, that's what's up. That's for those that don't know you, man. And I tell all the things you're doing. I think I originally found you on uh, uh, the Urban Theologian to whatnot so talk tell them about that man and some other things that you're doing yeah you urban theologian yeah yeah radio yeah. uh you can go visit urban theologian radio.com we got a grip of shows on there podcast and uh they run different times and i did it with a couple co-hosts we always had really good guests covered a ton of different types of topics did debates all that stuff before that the show was called backpack radio so if you want to hear older shows go to backpackradio.com but there's a bunch of stuff, including some of the very first things I did in relationship to Hebrew Israelite stuff. But there's some stuff on there about five percenter stuff. There's some stuff on there about how to urban church plant. You know, um, that's not the only type of stuff we covered. You know, we got into intelligent design and those things as well. Reform theology, all types of different things. But um, nowadays, I'm more of a guest host. I fill in on a radio show called Quinania. So Urban Theologian Radio is on pause right now, but I fill in on Quinania Radio. So 
I'm kind of moving around, but it's a local show and it's broadcast live. It's here in the Metro Phoenix area on the AM. You can listen in. I usually try to periscope them. We just did one today and once a week, every Tuesday from 2 to 3 p.m. Arizona time, I'm on Quinania now. And so um, that's what's going on right now. So I'll put up the links and make sure people can see that since that's like the freshest radio type material I'm doing. Okay, okay. That's what's up, man. Uh, look, I'm, I'm going to go uh, symbol as well. Uh, <laughs> you know what I'm talking about. Um, so what the, uh, the the hot topic? I know the things I've heard uh, from you or what's getting the most buzz right now is the whole Hebrew Israelite, man. So would you say that's kind of the right now? Well, Yes, all these folks want me to start trying to get into commit science stuff. But I'm putting a big hold off on that. Mm. I ain't hating on it, but that's not really where my heart is. And honestly, I don't see the same types of issues even locally with those guys as I do with the Hebrew Israelites. So I'm not trying to do everything, every area, every issue I'm really kind of focused right now, especially on Hebrew Israelite stuff. And what it is, is I kind of just got involved a little bit here and there. But because of some of the platforms that I had some access to, it created a much bigger spotlight on the issue than everybody who was involved was used to having. So the Christians who have been involved on the apologetic tip, They've been laboring for a long time, but the platforms they were on were generally speaking, speaking pretty small. You know what I'm saying? A message board debate, you know, mm-hmm. blog talk radio type stuff, Google Hangouts. Ain't nothing wrong with any of that. You know, Facebook back and forth. But the platform's just not as big. And so the Lord opened some doors just to put me on some different platforms, which had a little bit more of a social media and Internet footprint. And that's what changed everything because then all of a sudden it was like a hub where everybody could kind of see it together. So I was on Apologia. I was on James White's Dividing Line a few times. There's others that people just don't know about. Those are like the two biggest. And um, that's what kind of created what's going on now. It just has to do with sort of the platform and all that. And I'm not the, the number one top apologist for all Hebrew Israelite related stuff. I've been meeting brothers and sisters who've been laboring longer in different ways and they got all types of arguments and you know I, I learn from them on a daily, right? However, however, they don't all have access to the same platforms I have and not all of them um know really how to conduct themselves like in a sort of social media or intense pressure or some of these environments. And so what I'm trying to do is jump in there but i'm trying to it's kind of like in the 90s hip-hop whenever anybody got put on they always end up bringing their team with them you know wu-tang is already this crew but then they done brought crews with them so all of a sudden there's the sons of man and there's all these other groups and crews you didn't hear of (laughs) everybody's trying to put their boys on and i think that's a legit thing i like that type of family model well if i'm you know in a manner Mm -hmm. of speaking put on I'm just trying to come bring these men and women along with me in certain ways and be like, here, you take the mic. 
here, you jump in here, here you do this. And they don't need the training in the material, but sometimes they might need training in the presentation and things like right, that. Right. So we're just a squad working together. And my role right now, I believe by God's grace, really is sort of a the bridge builder between various worlds. That's really what it is, like a connecting type of thing. But um, it people are looking at me right now in a certain way. My answer is almost finished. <laughs> but it's not going to eventually just be me. You're going to start seeing all these other people <laughs> like coming in waves. And people are going to be like, oh, whoa, you know, mm -hmm. waves of Christian apologists and people on this tip and talking about that. And I think I'll kind of fade into the back a little bit, and you'll just see more and more people taking up different areas, running with it, you know what I'm saying? And that's what, what I start to see happening, but it is a slow burn because the church has neglected some of these issues we're talking about for a while. But uh, we'll right. see what happens. Yeah, that's that's around uh, most of my listeners know, but uh, what started, I'll be not deceived, and there's a team, and, and what actually started that was what I told you in email, man, a co-worker, uh, Jay, you know, with the Hebrew Israelite stuff, and me not having answers, and me going home, you know, and can't sleep at night, you know, it's what he's saying is true, you know, and um, and that's why I made a joke, man, I wish you would have made, you know, if this would have came to light a little earlier, man, I could have got right back at him real, you know, it's all good, guys, sovereign, um, he, he kept me uh, above water, him and my wife kept me above water, um, I, I do like that I'm seeing is, uh, uh, I guess, just your approach you know, you're not, um, you know, and I guess you, this is just the fruit of the spirit, but somebody can take that and be, talk a little bit about your approach for those that hadn't uh, seen, you know, some of the encounters you had with them because you, but I just, I love the, the way you maintain doing that. Well, I think, okay, you know what, let me speak from someone else's words that I found helpful. I got a friend in a hip-hop group mm -hmm. called Hazakim. They're on Lamp Mode Records out there based in Philly. His name's Tony. I know his brother Mike as well. They're all actually originally from Columbus. They stay in Florida now. But And uh, he saw some stuff I did and this and that and hit me up one day and said, Yo, Vocab, what's up, man? It's good to talk to you. It's been a while. And, you know, it's funny, man, is I think the Lord used our experiences back in the day to prep you. What, and we started talking, chopping up old times, because what it is is um, I used to think I was going to be, you know, I was delusional, but I used to think I was going to, like, try to shoot for the title of, of king, underground king, you know, MC of the city. Right. <laughs> and so we would go to these grimy open mics. People think they know what open <laughs> mics are now and there's all these Internet things happening. But in the 90s in the Midwest, it was a different situation. And you were kind of stepping into some crazy waters and nobody knew what was going to happen. And some of the shows were on like public access, you know, type of thing. I know people who came up in this era know what I'm talking about. Well, we're over there jumping in, <laughs> jumping in these record shops, you know, me and I, and like our crew was all mixed up, you know, be like half white guys, a couple of these guys, you know, Haitians and then, you know, Puerto Ricans is just all mixed up dudes rolling into these spots where, you know, 
just being diverse, mm-hmm. you're automatically a minority. Just if your crew's diverse, it, everybody else don't match because everybody else is mono-ethnic up, up in these spots. What I'm saying is everybody's black, okay, just right. in case people don't understand what I'm saying. So we go in these spots, <laughs> and on top of that, we were trying to do Christian hip-hop. Now, we were confused, man, because we thought you could have Christian hip-hop with battle rap and I changed my position on it since then, but the Lord used those experiences to train us. So I've had people spitting in my faces. Mm -hmm. I've had people calling me all types of stuff in front of a multitude Mm -hmm. of people. I've been, um, I've been tried to make embarrassed and shamed. And sometimes, you know, when you battle, you lose, sometimes you win. Sometimes I've had these types of situations and, you know, you're supposed to have a certain level of poise, where you stand there and you're staring straight in someone's eye and you're chilling and, you know, you ain't trying to take it to that level. Whenever the actual real-life gangsters would come in there, they could never understand, and they would always go home and come back with the piece and then shoot up the place, and that's why the open mics got shut down. But the MCs, even though the MCs were <laughs> hyper-aggressive, they were hyper-aggressive in your face, snatching the mic physically from you when you're rapping, that type of thing. It teaches you a certain level of poise and, and calmness and composure because everybody's testing you. Every second they're testing you. So you got to be on your toes, got to be on your game, and you learn a lot. Well, I feel like that set me up to be like with these dudes who are all about bravado and braggadocia and street theatrics and this and that and no cowards and I never lost a debate. You know, this is how they talk and everything's promo of your image and your brand and, you know, my rep on the streets and this and that. I mean, they're talking about academic subjects right. and biblical topics, but they, a lot of them still approach it that way. And so um, it's not really a weird world, actually, for me to be in. Mm-hmm. And so the approach, I feel like by God's grace, I'm able to be like, all right, I'm cool. I'm chilling. You can pretty much call me whatever name and do whatever, and let's just keep on going, you know, whatever. doesn't mean I'm, I like it or I enjoy it, but I don't really need to trade insult for insult. I don't have to, uh, you know, take my ball and go home. We can just keep on rolling, do what we got to do. Right. <laughs> and uh, and really, it just helps you cultivate the fruit of the spirit anyway. Love, joy, peace, patience, gentleness, kindness, goodness, self control. You know, I don't remember if I got all nine, but I mean, that's that that's what you need in this realm. And so, right. some Christians, you know, part of the reason they ain't stepping into this realm is they don't have. I'm not saying I've got it all. But they ain't trying to cultivate the fruit of the spirit, so they lose their temper immediately. They start trading insult for insult. And I'm not saying I'm the model, but, I, you know, it's all good. And so if these Hebrew Israelites, you know, quote, beat me in a debate or embarrass me, I don't really care. Like, because right. you, don't, you don't just quit and give up, and you just keep on rolling, and you learn as you go. And I want to see a whole army of Christians like that, a certain right. level of a relentless mentality. You know, you could throw us in jail. We're coming back the next day preaching the gospel. Just that. Acts chapter 4, relentless type of mentality when it comes to evangelism because these ideas are toxic, man, and they're taking over, you know, uh, our prison systems in a lot of ways, and they're mm-hmm. jumping off in the streets, and they're all on the what you might call like black bl- the black internet, you know what I'm saying? Some people call it the mm-hmm. black media. Call it what you want, whatever, whatever, but it's like a real thing, man, and so uh, Christians got to get up in there and have a certain mentality that's different than the world's. And I'm trying to model that. Now, when Hebrew Israelites come at me, you know, they immediately want to say, you know, you hate. They say one of two things a lot of times that are disparaging. They say you you hate black people and you're trying Mm -hmm. to destroy our nation building project. Mm -hmm. Or why do you want to be down so bad? Like, 
You're just <laughs> obsessed with us. You're you're just a writer. You just you you stay asleep. You dream about us. You will never forget about us. <laughs> like that <type of> thing. <laughs> and uh, it's like, hey, let's just the stop with the psychoanalysis talking about me and just deal with the issues. You know, like right, right. this this isn't about me. What, what's what's up with y'all? Mm-hmm. What if I die tomorrow? Y'all ain't have nothing to talk about. Like someone else is gonna criticize you. You know. Right. You, grow up and learn to deal with it instead of talking about everyone's you know what you think their secret motivation is but that's kind of the realm we're in right now and you just got to take the the bumps and the lumps and keep on moving and uh i'm seeing more probably just come along the way with that mentality but i also see people who uh they 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 not ready yet and mm-hmm. they're gonna they're gonna have to they're gonna have to get built for this because i think every christian who's built for this it's just they may not be where they need to be right now you know and right. um I think we'll get there, though, eventually. Most definitely. Um, uh, you know, kind of going back to what you said about, you know, they think that you are, I guess, infatuated with them or thinking about them. Uh, I don't know if you got a chance to catch uh, Dr. White's dividing line today uh, when he basically played back a video that uh, I forgot which set it was, the one with the purple and gold. Yep, they, yep. I yeah. sent, I, I'm the one who sent him that link. Yeah, 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 I, yeah. He was, I sent him that link. It was so funny because, you know, it was like, they have sat back and plot against us. And James kept pausing. was like, I wasn't even thinking about you guys. You know how he is. I thought that was just so funny, man, that, you know, James is like, man, y'all ain't even high on my stat board, you know? <laughs> yeah. It's kind of funny because I could tell you firsthand when I was sending him the videos and stuff of mm-hmm. IUIC, he still wasn't exactly sure like who they were in the mix of things. Mm. Like he heard me, he heard me a little bit on the show when I was breaking it down a little bit about them, mm. but it ain't like he even said himself, like I've had to, I've had to go back and listen to this a number of times. Cause there's like a lot of names and a lot of things to keep track of and a lot of acronyms. And he's like, you know, I'm still catching up. It's like a new world. Right. But he knows the biblical issues. So it's, it's just because he doesn't know every little in and out of all their, their nuances they still can't really step because because of you know he because of his his ability in the key areas theologically and historically but uh i could tell you firsthand he's kind of like okay which group is this and what are Mm -hmm. they saying and like trying to like piece it all out and Mm -hmm. it's just so funny because if anyone goes back on youtube and they go back about two or three months ago almost all the response videos coming out or by GMS or GMS affiliates. Right. Like I would say ninety some percent of them. And the way you know is they mention GMS mm-hmm. and a lot of their handles have GMS somewhere in there. Okay. And I watched almost all the videos I could. And a lot of them are all about like, oh, you hear him talking about us. Yeah, he talked about other camps too, but you notice he's he's mostly hating on us and he said this good thing about us over here and like and like that's because gms is the only one like doing it right you know they like really had this thing of like you know it's all right. gms and then um gocc after some of the first debates were like you know now they're gonna like this is actually what they said which i thought was just so ironic uh Ricard and some of the other guys he was talking to were like now that they've seen how we handle it and stuff they're gonna go after some of the weaker camps they're not gonna come back around and try to deal with us and they're, really? they're gonna yeah i mean you can hear these things they're online they're on youtube it's right. like everybody's living in a state of delusions of grandeur you know and so mm. uh you know they're after and so now iuic the video is a little bit older I, ne- I didn't even discover it till now i like literally just discovered it about four days ago i sent it to him and then he's doing a show on it so the reason we haven't done anything earlier on this particular video we didn't know it existed until just now i just kind of stumbled upon it one day 
I'm trying, I don't even remember how I found it, but we stumbled upon it and I sent it to him and he's like, mm -hmm. okay, let's talk about this, you know? So the, every camp kind of thinks that they're the center of attention. And then I hear these other guys saying, you notice they're only picking on the weak right. crews okay. and they're only picking on the weak camps and they won't invite any real scholars to a sit down. So I was like, all right, let's put that to rest. So I invited the Zion Lex. Uh, to debate James White on the dividing line and to be on with Dr. Michael Brown two days from now. He's going to be on Michael Brown's show interacting with the historian about some of these claims. Zion Lex is purported to be like their top Hebrew scholar. Now, he's a Tanakh only, so he don't even believe in Christ's Messiah. But, like, he's got books talking about his, you know, Hebrew acumen, and a lot of the dudes respect him as one of the top five or top ten at least apologists in the field in, in far as they go. So I'm like, all right, then let's do Zion Lex and let's have him discuss Deuteronomy 28 with Dr. White. I mean, if he's the, the Hebrew guy, then who would be better to, to discuss Deuteronomy right. 28 with Dr. White? So, like, it's simply not true. And then, like, Tazariak from ISUPK, oh, he saw how he got – he got – vocab got destroyed and, and uh, all of his, like, followers were saying, like, after I talked to Tazariak on the phone, I was going to go home and beat my kids <laughs> because I was so depressed and all this stuff. And – um. And I was like, Tazariak, you don't understand. It ain't even like that. Like, we talked to anybody. I called you on the phone, but no one's going to deal with you now because of the way you approach things. You're swearing, you're cursing, you're yelling, you're cutting off. You're like, I said, no self respecting scholar is going to watch one of these videos and be like, oh, I see how he did vocab. Let me, let me call him and talk to this man who has no respect, who, who talks to people like this, who was like, everything's a joke in a game. Like, no one's so I told him one time I was like you're gonna be stuck in amateur league like you're gonna be stuck with the highest level you probably might get as far as people's knowledge is maybe me and then everyone else is gonna be like you know I'm just saying like people aren't gonna put they're not gonna put up with that there's other people to talk to and it's like they're like well they're, it's because they're scared nah first of all people ain't really taking this stuff seriously but now they're trying to take it seriously but they're not gonna deal in fact Dr. White when he said set me up a debate with the Hebrew Israelite he said somebody who can go the whole debate without cursing and that's why I said, okay, I think Zion Lex can do that. Mm -hmm. But I wouldn't, put, I wouldn't put the Zariak up on that because he, he can't, he can't control his tongue. So I mean, <laughs> no. I mean, these these guys right. think of themselves in a certain way, and they have their own squads and sections on like on the internet and even in the street and all this, who who gas them up. And some mm -hmm. of them, I'm saying, some of them are legitimately formidable and talented. And I respect all of them as men and as people trying to study, but they just – it's like their view is so skewered about reality, how people right. perceive them, and what's really happening in the real world. It's very difficult to break through that cloud of confusion to say, hold up, let's, let's put on these other glasses. And these glasses are mm. – they're called reality glasses, and maybe they'll help you see what's actually taking place on the ground, not in this – strange realm of existence that you're living in and so it's <laughs> it's difficult for people to kind of mm -hmm. see that you know what i'm saying and uh i hope they do though you know so we can make some progress on this joint because you know these discussions and debates and dialogue because i've seen some positive things happen but i've also seen just some I, I i delusional thinking now i'm not saying christians are immune from delusional thinking i'm just saying that there's a real inbred aspect to some of this community. And I know if they get hear this comment, that comment's going to get, you know, hated on whatever, but there's a certain level of, uh, you know, I'll just say <laughs> gassing up, man. There's a lot of gassing up, you know, mm -hmm. but like come out from the woodwork, see how the rest of, you know, the, see, see what's really going on guys. And let's chop this up. But you're, they're going to have to do some behavior modification, honestly. And some of them right. just aren't going to be willing to do that. 
they're not going to want to play in the realm of how big boys play. They're going to want to stay at a certain level. And that's fine if they want to stay there, but don't expect everybody to be like, oh, let me dip down. Let me dip mm-hmm. down and, mm-hmm. and come where this dude's going to be cursing me out for 20 minutes. And, you know, <laughs> like it's just whatever, whatever. But and if someone doesn't know what I'm talking about, because I'm talking about kind of internal aspects of apologetics to Hebrew Israelites, just right. go on YouTube. And I'm not saying it's all about me, but this will just teach you everything you need to know. Search vocab alone, filter it to videos within the last month, and just watch five or ten of them or watch snippets of it. You'll be shocked at the level of types of things that are being produced. And they're in the majority, not the minority. One came out last week called Hebrew Israelites uh, Cut James White in Vocab Malone. I'm like, oh, this is interesting. I click on it. <laughs> it's Mortal Kombat with, no our head, with our heads put on top of it. And Jax is decapitating me and James White and throwing us on spikes and killing us and blood is gushing out. And that's what the whole video is for a minute and a half. And I'm like, okay, like this, this clearly demonstrates, first of all, the whole fact that some of this theology is simply revenge, wish fulfillment. Yes. And it kind of shows like the level of mentality of like what's really happened inside of a person's heart to make the video. The funny thing is when I sent Dr. White the video, he's like, I just have one question. I was like, who? And he was like, who is Jax? And I was like, <laughs> and I was like, I was like, well, apparently Jax is a Hebrew Israelite. Apparently, right. We didn't know that. We didn't apparently, know that. Jax is from the tribe of Judah. <laughs> you, and you, what? You ain't know? I mean, come on, man. Right. Right. Yeah. That is pretty funny, man. Wow. Wow. Yeah, you gotta wow, have a wow. sense of humor dealing with this too. You gotta be able to. Gotcha. They're gonna say crazy stuff, especially if they perceive you not as being black. Mm-hmm. So. I'm not your standard issue white person being a Sicilian, but mm-hmm. they still kind of they want to just throw me in that category. Okay, it is what it is, but especially if you're not, if they perceive you as not being black, just you got to be extra ready. And it it's okay, it is what it is. Just grow right. up and, and you you'll be all right, you know. Uh, but even if they do perceive you as being black, you're going to be called a you know an evangelicoon and a Mexican <laughs> and all these types of names. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Mm-hmm. We can grow up and deal with it. They're going to talk about your wife. They're going to ask you if your wife is white. They're going to ask you if you have Edomite babies. They, that, this is the level of these – Edomite is what they call the name for white folks. That's what we're dealing with. And um, if nothing else, ma'am, if we judge the root by its fruit, mm-hmm. the root of the Hebrew Israelite the, – the fruit of the Hebrew Israelite tree is almost all rotten. And I don't see fruit of the Spirit. Like it is rare to find a man who I feel like there's a there's a man whom with I have a kindred spirit, mm-hmm. and I actually feel like I'm dialoguing with a brother. We just have some big disagreements. It is rare to find that man, and I'm not trying to diss all of these guys. I'm just telling you, man, there's a lot of rotten fruit, and so it ain't like we're just going after extreme people in this and that. There's just simply a lot of rotten fruit, man, and we're right. just we're just we're just picking what's there. So mm-hmm. people just got to be ready because you are dealing with the world. I know they mm-hmm. don't think that's what's happening, but guys, you are dealing with unregenerate men and women by and large, not everybody, but by and large, you're dealing with unregenerate people and unregenerate people act like unregenerate people, just like how we acted when we were not in Christ. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I, I've, uh, something I've noticed, uh, uh, just, you know, recently with, with you and then with Dr. White. And, and like I said, I, I came out of the charismatic uh, charismatic movement or whatever. Uh, something I've noticed is 
you know, the, 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 I guess the cliche that theology matters, man, and actually knowing something and not saying the Holy Ghost said, or, you know what I'm saying? And right. I, and, and I think that within itself, uh, has, is put a, you know, not only your platform that, but I think also actually knowing and not, you know, feeling like the Holy Spirit said, or, or using a YouTube source, but actually knowing, you know, like with Dr. White, you know, the, the famous, you know, I don't, I don't use, uh, <laughs> I, I don't use, uh, uh, what was the, uh, what do you say? I don't about? use function cordons. I teach Hebrew. Yeah, I teach Hebrew, you know, just, just that level of, of, you know, theology where, you know, I mean, and, and we all know in the black community, especially those that are, you know, in the uh, charismatic circles where that is not, that's not really pushed, you know, theology is not pushed. It's not, you know, really uh, endorsed. And, and even though the whole exposing thing, cause guys, like you said, guys been doing this for a while, but even in doing it, they were using, you know, modern sources and other YouTube videos or other people talking about them. And I think what you guys brought was a, a fullness and a, a, a healthy, you know, theology to the table where they couldn't just talk around or they, they couldn't just, you know, use a scripture out of context because you guys are, you know, are, are uh, treating the scripture and handling the scripture properly, man. So I think that within itself is what kind of set you guys apart and, and, and got the attention of many, you know, because, you know, especially with Dr. White and the, the historical knowledge and the, the, you know, the way he, he loves, you know, um, um, uh, scripts uh, and, 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 you know, historical, you know, knowing the history of the King James and the Bible and all that. I think all of that stuff brought a, a, a new light. And that's why I personally think it's kind of blown up um, even more uh, because uh, you guys brought so much, man. So, I mean, would you agree with that, that, you know, the theology side is, is kind of, is really important when it comes to dealing with this? Well, so I made a comment once that has gotten around that the Hebrew Israelites do not appreciate. And I've made it offhand. I mean, they love to go into my old rap videos and talk about how whack of an MC I was, which I find funny. And I don't necessarily disagree with them. I'm not the illest MC that ever existed. I just love the Lord and love hip-hop. Okay, it is what it is. But uh, nonetheless, I kind of know how to turn a phrase and – pop out with stuff. I ain't saying always, you know, them eloquent, but it just, it, it, it happens. Mm-hmm. And I said, um, you know, these guys have gotten a free pass, but they have yet to encounter the best Christianity has to offer. And then I said something like, they're about to run up against the brick wall of Christian apologists. Mm. And they did not like that. So <laughs> actually in the IUIC video, he's like, now that's a threat. <laughs> it's not a threat. Okay. Like, and I don't even, I'm not even talking about myself as the best of the best. I'm talking about the real best, man. Mm-hmm. And when you guys got, like, you got Do- James White dipping his toe in this. You got Dr. Brown starting to get involved with this. Mm-hmm. Uh, you got some other folks, you know, on lock kind of playing the background and this and that. The Hebrew Israelites, they're not going to – they're going to squirm. They, mm-hmm. They're going to they're gonna spin it a certain way. They're going to say, this is a fulfillment of prophecy. Esau knows that his time is short. There's a fulfilling prophecy, but – they're, they're going to shoot themselves in the foot because this is actually getting more exposure to the truth. You know, this is the type of way these guys talk. Mm-hmm. Uh, the government is watching us, and these men are paid agents to, sent to destroy this nation because Esau knows his time is short. You know, all this type of stuff. 
Well, it shows you like there's some legitimate. They are there's some legitimate. Uh, you know that old Mob Deep song, Shook Ones. There's mm-hmm. some Shook Ones in the mix. <laughs> now they're not gonna tell you they're Shook Ones because they don't roll that way. Nobody can let you. They they ain't gonna let you see. They ain't gonna. And nobody's gonna cry in public. But the fact is, there's some Shook Ones, and it's just simply because it's exposure, the light being brought, the truth being brought forth. And the thing is, they don't really understand. This is the beginning of it. Like it's it, it's not gonna disappear. Right, if I die right. tom- if I die tomorrow, it's too late. Like the Lord is already doing something in this area. The attention's already been brought. You know, like that old uh, line. It's bring it. It's been broughten. Well, it's kind of already been broughten, and it's gonna keep on going. <laughs> and uh, and I don't think it's gonna let up for them so they're really going to have to do some serious soul searching and what i'm praying happens is they do a few things they start revamping their arguments when they revamp their arguments because they they start to care about consistency now the scary thing is they might end up like muslim apologists and i'm not trying to be mean but muslim apologists literally seem to not care two cents about they, they don't seem to care two figs about uh consistency and they just roll and everything is still image driven the Hebrew Israelites, some of them I think are going to go that direction, but I really mm-hmm. think there's brothers and sisters in the community. They're going to do some serious soul searches. They're going to revamp some arguments. When they revamp their positions, they're going to be getting closer to Christianity as it really is because they're going to be getting closer to the truth because they'll see they'll see some issues there. And I've already heard some positive things here and there from men and women, you know what I'm saying? And I, I hope that we keep on seeing it so that the door for salvation is wide mm-hmm. open to as many people that the Lord has out of this group, you know, I, I know his elect are among among these folks, and I know that his elect are among, the, uh, among those being influenced by them and all that. And so I, I just want to be part of the gathering of that, but I'm, I'm not the only one. There's going to be a bunch of folks. And so it'll be interesting to see what happens in the next few years with this. So the next three to five years are going to be extremely interesting with this because we're in a new phase, man. We're in a new phase. Right. So do you, I don't know, you think Jeff uh, Durbin might jump in in a little bit? Because I love the way he handles uh, uh, Mormons. Uh, I don't know if you have you had that that talk with him. I don't think we're going to see that. I think he's willing to give me and others like me more time and more shine for these types of issues. Mm -hmm. But um, they are situated in a college community area next to Arizona State University. And that's a heavy atheistic, secularistic mm-hmm. type of environment. They're dealing with different issues. And then they're in the East Valley. So generally speaking, they're close to a lot of Mormon activity and presence. So they're, uh, making, they're making sense of their context. They're not walking by, generally speaking, and running into the people that I'm running into on the street. So mm-hmm. their context is just kind of different. So I would say I bet not. Mm-hmm. Like if I had to really guess, but I they are open to uh, giving more exposure through their media availability. Uh, I mean, we've talked some about it, nothing really solid, but right. maybe something will come of that someday. Um, but I know there's going to be other ones as well, because already I've had men like Sam Shamoon mm-hmm. want to debate some Hebrew Israelites. And he's from Chicago. He's the one who Dr. White calls the Assyrian Encyclopedia. And when it comes to <laughs> Islam, man, there's just like. I mean, him and David Wood, man, and that debating tip with Islam are just astounding. Well, a lot of the stuff that Sam Shamoon is skilled in would come in very handy in Hebrew-Israelite debates, and he's already made some availability to be able to do those. And so you're going to start to see some guys like that getting in the mix with this. Because, man, these Hebrew-Israelites, man, they talk about, you know, we, uh, picking, like, the low-hanging fruit. 
Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, IUIC just debated two two men who were in their seventies, maybe close to eighty. And I'm not I'm not disrespecting these men. You know, <laughs> the, I listened to the debate, and the men are strong men of God who who are speaking forth truth. But you know, I mean. How up on the Hebrew Israelite game are, are these men really going to be? Exactly. You know, it's not it. And they're and IUIC has the nerve to call it the debate of the year. <laughs> I mean, I'm just you know it, that's that's how they do. Okay, whatever. But but I mean, guys, come on. And I'm the, the thing is, I'm not talking about myself. Like right, right. I'm just saying there's there's other folks out there, and it's going down, and um, they're. Uh, there, it'll it'll be interesting to see what happens because like Roman Catholic apologists when they first came out were trying to debate everybody all the time, mm-hmm. and so they were just debating uh, evangelicals and and then they kind of really cut back uh, <laughs> at, over time, and now they kind of got their own little lane, their self created like publishing houses and radio shows, and they just speak to the faithful, mm-hmm. and then they'll they'll take on like a glass jaw contender every now and then. So it's really like that's how they kind of roll in general. Not all the Roman Catholic apologists, but a lot of them. There's a, a different strategy they've had from the 90s when they were kind of up and coming. Right. You know what I'm saying? Uh, it'll be interesting to see what the Hebrew Israelites do with that as far as who they engage, how they engage and all that. I don't know. So a lot of this, it's this is why it's so interesting because we're in the beginning of it. It is literally mm-hmm. unpredictable. It's not like this ground's been tread for years. It, it simply has not been tread for years. So no one really knows except for right. the Lord what, what's going to go down. Yeah, that it, it is definitely uh, definitely exciting times, man. Um, and and I, I'm I'm front row seat, man, <laughs> front row seat. And because uh, I checked out probably about man about four or five of your videos today, man. Just uh, right. just looking at yeah, man. Just 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 checking out the work and and because you know I experienced it on an everyday in my face. It wasn't on the street corner. You know, it wasn't, right. you know, he wasn't abrasive. It was more or less like, like trying to bring me in like, Hey man, you know, think about this and look at this. This is about you, man. And you know, it wasn't the, the attack and, and you, you're dumb. It was the, the, the cradling in man. So to see that versus what I, what you see, you know, on the street corner and, and, you know, and the fussing and the cussing, uh, the contrast is just so different. Uh, and I think it was good for me to see both sides, man, because because, uh, you know, uh, I guess it has a, it's a forward dynamic to it. And that's why, you know, I, I like your stuff, because, you know, you 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 don't you don't just like single out those guys. You know, you have good conversation. I remember you were saying you talked to one guy on the phone for how many hours with that? You was on the on James oh. White show. <laughs> Dude. We had one night, me and Gabar. <laughs> I don't even know how it happened, but eight hours, two wow. four-hour spots, and I was like, "Oh my gosh!" But I, <laughs> he's a good man, you know. He, he, I have a lot of respect for him, and he really, he really uh, is sincere in what he believes, and uh, mm-hmm. he's willing to really be patient and talk through these things, you know. I, uh, he's from GOCC, Elder mm-hmm. Gabar, the one I'm talking about. So. Uh, yeah, I mean, and there's some other guys, you know, some extended things here and there that I've appreciated. And, um, you know, it would be interesting to see what I, I want to see more and more people doing this, you know, where all of right. a sudden you look look around. And, and I, I'll tell you, I mean, you can find some of these guys on YouTube. Like there's a guy named Faithful to God. 
Mm-hmm. He's great at this stuff, man. He knows like every exegetical argument these guys drop. There's a guy named So Real. He's great on early church history, and I just did a radio show with him um, on November, uh, September 6th about breaking down uh, Deuteronomy 28. There's a guy named Larangi Consciousness out of St. Louis. Uh, Faithful down there in Florida. My man So Real's over there in Pittsburgh. Larangi's in St. Louis. He's got that legitimate, you know, Midwestern draw. But this mm-hmm. dude, man, he knows. You get him going, and this dude knows so much, especially when it comes to the conscious community stuff. Mm-hmm, I'm like, mm-hmm. dang, dude. Uh, <laughs> there's, um, you know, I'm just naming. There's a guy named Cleveland Jones. Is my boy Veckel. Uh, there's a dude that just dropped the article through Christian Research Journal named Jimmy Butts, who is at the Southern Baptist Theological Seminary. I mean, there's D.A. Horton, who's a pastor pl- planting church out there in L.A., who who knows about this stuff, has some good stuff on it. So I'm just saying, like, there's, you know, there's uh the dudes from Black Urban Apologetics and and what they call BEC, Black Empowerment Christianity, A.O. Green and Elgin out of Philly and mm-hmm. and New York. And and then, I mean, there's just, you know, people are popping up, man, and it's good to see, man, and everybody brings something different to the table, you know. I just right. did a I just did a little, like, Google Hangout with a dude that's over there in Brooklyn. He's an MC named Tranquil. And we did a, sh- a YouTube video about two hours called 10 Things Hebrew Israelites Get Right. And we talk about some hmm. of the issues that they address that are legitimate. They just have the wrong solution to the problem. Mm-hmm. And uh, that video, man, is really getting around. It's just us sitting there. There's no production or nothing. But it's just the fact right. that the title and the fact that we're saying, hey, there's you guys have some legitimate concerns and issues. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, that, that dude's out of Brooklyn. And nobody knew. You know, they, they didn't know who he was before, but there he is. And he knows some of these guys on a personal tip because Zion Lex stays in Brooklyn. So there's a lot of, like, Stuff just popping up, man. The dudes I talked to on the dividing line, you know, Kadash, mm-hmm. that dude knows the history like you would not believe. My man Abu, who was on dividing line with me, that man knows the history like you would not believe. I mean, the thing is, I just named a, about 10 men you who did. are up in this on the apologetic game, and uh, there's more coming to light every day, man. Wow. And so it's a beautiful thing to see. It's a beautiful yeah. thing to see. That that is that is great, man. That's encouraging. Um, and shoot, man, I'm gonna get you to give, link me to all of them joints, man. I want to put that out, man. Those those guys and those YouTube channels, and and uh, especially on my uh, Be Not Deceived page, um, because definitely want to give them even more exposure, you know, um, yeah. to get them out there. Because I'm I'm loving it, man. I, I love anybody that that stand for truth, man, and and, and able to. Uh, to, to give a reasonable, you know, uh, argument, man. And, um, and the guy, the guy that did the uh, history on uh dividing line, that was, that was real good. I actually, uh, guided a couple of guys to that uh, podcast, man. They hit me on the inbox. Cause you know, uh, that's how they do. You put something and it was like, brother, you know, get out of that, whatever. And I'm like, hey, check this out. Leave me alone. <laughs> <laughs> you know, and I'll say, man, you, you guys uh, give me a confidence, man, that I didn't have before. Right. Um, Because um, uh, I, I, like I said, I get inboxed and, and I was on Instagram and a guy started on me. Cause I think I posted something about uh, Robbie Zachariah, a quote he made about uh, – uh, worldview and he made some quote about you know this book is about you blah 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 so i i went in right there and i started to tag you at the end i was like man where's vocab when i need him but 
but but I was able to handle myself, man. I you know, I was, you know, I was like, okay, man, you know, uh, before you reply with all these long words, and I said, make sure that it's in context. Make sure that you're not adding. Make sure you're not interpreting something as a prophecy that wasn't meant to be a prophecy. You know, I I went through that whole spiel, man, and and uh, and it ended very quickly. You know, for that reason, because I had the ammo, I knew right. something. You know, so I, I yeah. definitely tip my hat to you guys, man. Uh, not just you, Dr. White, and even those guys that I'm going to be checking out soon, man. Uh, we really appreciate the work uh, because uh, it's needed. It's definitely needed. Um, another thing I wanted to ask you, uh, you brought it up earlier um, about the uh, the Kemet science thing because that's another thing I'm getting inboxed about, but not by them, but by believers. Right that are black that are in these these pro kemet black uh facebook groups and mm-hmm. seeing all this stuff and they come to me like is this true is that true i mean i know you say you're not going to go that's not going to be like part two or your next step but right. uh anything you you want to speak on i guess in that direction well i think there's even less done on commit science stuff than there is on the Hebrew Israelites. I'm sure. And it may be because there's a little bit of a bigger leap culturally. Mm. So think about being at a barbecue, right, in Kansas City, Missouri. I'm just, you know, saying something, all right? (laughs) And you're there with your aunt, your uncle, and let's say you're a newly, you know, awoke, as they would say, Hebrew Israelite. Mm -hmm. And, you know, uh, cousin, Cousin Jones says, hey, what's going on, man, you know? Uh, be sure to grab, you know, some of that macaroni I made, whatever. And you say, oh, man, yeah, man, I've just been really in the Bible lately. You know, oh, okay, what, what you reading there, man? You into that, you know? Well, you know, it gives the true history of our people. Oh, our people? What do you mean? Well, it, t- it tells, talks about, like, you know, how we're actually the Israelites and we're descended from Abraham. And, and the reason why, uh, you know, us in America and this state, man, you know, all the, you see all the stuff in the news with the cops. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, that's a fulfillment of prophecy. Oh, for real? Yeah. So is the slave trade. Oh, what? Yeah, just look right here. Deuteronomy 28. Look what it says. You'll be the head, not the. Oh, well, that's real interesting, man. I, let me talk to you. Yeah, okay. It, it, because there's a, there's a little bit of bridge because, honestly, if you're black in America, there's a, there's a percentage chance you have some respect for the Bible. Like right. the black, the black community is a little more conservative in their secularization, because right. uh, you know your average white folk they're just leaving it, you know, except for the the kind of the, the South, you know, what I'm saying they're kind of hanging mm-hmm. on to some stuff, whatever. But uh, you know, black folk, I mean, there's don't get me wrong, you go to Atlanta and you're gonna run into a secular black community. <laughs> don't get me wrong, but I'm right. just saying it's a little different, and so it's not this giant leap. And you know, uh, the second you kind of go this route, it's like. Well, who was Harriet Tubman? Well, that was our Moses. Okay. And uh, what's that slave song say? What's that spiritual song say? Oh, that talks about, you know, getting free, you know, out of Pharaoh and swing low. And it, mm-hmm. it, there's already these identifications with being right, free and right, the exes. Right. And he, so, but you start – then you start talking about I've been reading the Egyptian Book of the Dead. <laughs> and uh, you start wearing the onk around your mm-hmm. neck. And mm-hmm. you start putting little funny things on your eyes. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you start using words and talking about, you know, some crazy stuff about gods from the ancient Egyptian system or actually scientific principles. But actually, mm-hmm. the gods aren't even real. But it's important for us as black people to know because 
we were actually the true progenitors and discoverers and inventors of all the arts and things that Western civilization done jacked. So we need to go back to Egypt and reclaim that. And you can learn everything. It's almost like you see those things where they're like, everything I know about life I learned in kindergarten. I mean, that's right. the comedic message is everything I learned about, uh, everything Western civilization learned about life, they learned from Egypt. You mm -hmm. know, so, oh, let's go back here and do this. It's a, it's a bigger leap. Gotcha. To go there. And so it's made, and they don't really street preach at that level either. Right, right, right. You know what I'm saying? I'm not saying it's irrelevant because it's real dominant on the internet and in the YouTube world and in mm -hmm. books and in all this. But, man, you deal with these men and women. I mean, it is like dealing with atheists, straight up, man. Attacks mm -hmm. on the historicity of the Exodus. Attacks on the inerrancy of Scripture. Attacks mm -hmm. on Jesus. He's actually Zeus and Horus and Osiris. You just go down the list, man. Attack, attack, attack. The virgin birth is a ripoff from this and that. And the Hebrews borrowed from the Egyptians. Let me show you this right here and the Proverbs and all these types of things. You go down the list. I'm not saying they never have any points about anything. Like the last one I mentioned is actually there's some truth to that, but it's not a problem with the mm -hmm. idea of Proverbs in the ancient Near Eastern world. Right. But you just put it all together and it's just these hard attacks, man. And you're dealing with a different thing. You're not dealing with men and women who say, let's go to the text anymore. Hebrew Israelites, for all their flaws and how they interpret stuff, at least they're saying, let's go to the text. Well, I right. like that, man. I appreciate mm -hmm. that. That's a, I, I enjoy that. You know, the, it's different with the Kemet stuff. And so it is less answered. It really is. And mm -hmm. the funny thing is the main people debating them and fighting them. <laughs> Hebrew Israelites. <laughs> <laughs> and, and part of the reason is because they're, they're, they're vying for the same market. Meaning right. that demographic of people yep. burn out on what they perceive as black Christian religion with all its American and white people trappings. They're burnt out on that. They don't want to deal with that. There's the, and so there's like, where do you go? Because by and large, they're slower to turn to just straight up secularism and become, you know, black Richard Dawkins. OK, but <laughs> there's other things that are appealing to them. And uh, these demographic, man, it's almost like Hebrew Israelite commit science. OK, where do I go? Where's, you know what I'm mm -hmm. I mean, that's mm -hmm. kind of what's happening. So these dudes are always debating each other. And the funny thing is. You know, sometimes that's where the Hebrew Israelites, you know, every now and then I'm cheering them on where they're defending <laughs> the historicity of the Exodus. Now, unfortunately, their arguments aren't really all that much better right. against the Kemets than they are against Christians. So they need to, they can step up their game a little bit in that, but they'll get there, you know. Mm -hmm. But uh, we do have some common cause with them because of the, the latent secularism within the Kemetic stuff. But the Kemetic stuff, man, it is a different level and it's weird new agey. Yes. You know, they, yes. I mean, they don't describe it as that, but you start getting into this stuff, the science of love and all this kind of, yeah. you're like, hold up. What, yeah. Where did I just go? And one of these dudes teaches he's a reincarnated pharaoh, man. Okay. Really? Look, like, like you're at the next level when you start getting on, I'm a reincarnation of a pharaoh and all this type <laughs> of stuff. It's like, okay, man. Okay. What, what do we do? One of these dudes. I don't know, man. The thing is hard to know what they're really saying is metaphorical and serious. But one of these dudes talks about like him coming to knowledge of this comedic science is akin to like being abducted by aliens who gave him knowledge and stuff. But I mean, mm. you just hear some crazy stuff within this. So the comet thing is like this whole other field. I don't think I'm going to be dipping, jump, jump, jumping right into that. That's not where, but I want others to do it. And I want to try to right. build, bridge build over there too. But mm -hmm. I'm not going to be debating, you know, uh, Shaka Atmos and Sonetta anytime soon. That ain't that ain't that ain't really trying to be happening because <laughs> I'm not jumping in that realm really. I you got know. you.
Yeah, that that's that's interesting, man. Because the same guy that uh, that was a Hebrew Israelite, uh, you know, I was at that job for like five years, and by the time I left, that's where he was in the commit oh, stuff. Oh, yeah, really? He, yeah, he had he put the two uh, eyes of Horus, the little R looking symbol. He had that tattooed yeah. on his back, and he stopped going to the meetings in Atlanta. Oh, uh, yeah, he started talking about stars and and energy and. Yeah, man. That that well, was the, now. Mm-hmm. I've heard. I've heard. So that's a confirmation. Someone told me he knows about a movement from where people go from Christianity of some sort mm-hmm. to Hebrew Israelism to Kemet's. Mm-hmm. And I never really knew about that. Or heard about that. I can tell you though, I've seen very few people that um are like. Uh, it's hard to explain. Like the Kemet folks appeal to some different things because the Hebrewsites do appeal to people who have a respect for scripture. Mm-hmm. So there's, there's some different things there, but that's interesting. There are some sort of intermediary figures within the community. Like there's a guy named divine prospect and he's kind of like sort of on the commit stuff and sort of on the Hebrew Israelite stuff. And some of mm-hmm. those guys call themselves RBG brews, red, black, green. So they mm-hmm. have like a pan African slant. Mm-hmm. And and then they are, they're willing to adopt some things. Like I was talking to uh I was talking to your boy Divine Prospect today online. Mm-hmm. Dude starts hitting me with with Wellhausen theories of the Pentateuch's authorship. <laughs> so that's if anybody knows about higher criticism, that's what that right. is from. Like the the Torah is not actually authored by Moses. Yada mm-hmm. yada yada. And so I start coming back like, yo, man, you're influenced by German rationalistic, mm-hmm. you know what I'm saying, European scholarship that comes from an unbelieving worldview. And he starts, well, actually, you know, da, da, da. and um, so that's like I didn't expect to find that from a Hebrew Israelite. But the thing is, he's kind of in the middle right. of these two worlds. Most Hebrew Israelites aren't going to be dropping, you know, uh Elohist strands and Yahweh strands, and, and mm-hmm. they're not going to be dropping in the in the priestly strand. They're not going to be dropping that type of theory on you. But uh, there he is, and um, it's just trippy, man. It, it really is a free for all because mm-hmm. mm-hmm. like these camps aren't the sizes of denominations. They're smaller and they're more varied, and you just don't know what you're going to get from any individual guy. And all of a sudden you think that all Hebrew Israelites teach the white people are Edomites. Then you run into this giant strand of Hebrew Israelites who teach the white people are not Edomites. And you're just like, man, this, how am I going to keep track of this and debate all you guys? Because nobody knows what anybody believes. You think that like there's differences and confusion among Baptists and Pentecostals. Man, you ain't seen right. nothing yet with the Hebrew Israelite stuff. Like, wow. no joke. You just got to yeah. be ready to have your head spin. With the level of like, it's the wild, wild west of doctrine out here. Right. You know, it wow. really is. Wow. So you gotta be you gotta be ready for that. And so that's why you gotta ask every guy, every gal, what do you believe? Right. <laughs> that's the startup question, right? <laughs> yeah, that's trippy about your friend. I mean, honestly, like just on a strictly like logistic level, I'd rather have someone be a Hebrew Israelite than a commit. Because I feel like if they have the respect for scripture, uh, it feels like there's a greater anchor in their soul that you could mm-hmm. pull on by God's grace. The commit cats, man, it's just straight unbelief. It's just naked, raw, right. unbelief, scoffing type stuff, man. And it's kind of disheartening to see guys go to that because, yo, man, there's no answers in Egypt. Right. I'm not saying there's nothing. Say, I'm not. I'm not saying to dis Egypt culturally, historically. I'm saying there's no gospel answers that come out of 
the pagan religions that were created there. Mm-hmm. Hey guys, Egypt's not a great civilization anymore. And exactly. ex- Exodus shows us what the God of Yahweh did to, to the false gods there. Yeah. Like, but people are turning to this man, but it's kind of a weird thing anyway, because how many folks from the transatlantic slave trades ancestors are really from Egypt in the first exactly place? that is my number one thing right there. That's my number yeah. one thing right there, man. I'm like, okay, everybody can't be from Egypt. <laughs> I don't I mean, how many slaves are even from Egypt at all? I right. just there's not too many excursions up there in north, far north Africa. Uh, no, no. It's just not where you're going. Nope. They're snatching people off the Ivory Coast. Mm-hmm. They're grabbing Bantus and Watusis. They're grabbing people out of Mali and, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. Nigeria, Ghana, yada, yada, yada. I mean, there's some switcheroos here and there, but, like, come on. And the, the crazy thing is, you know, if you study, and I'm no expert in this. Don't, don't get, I'm, not, I'm not an expert. I'm still learning, but... Uh, the continent of Africa has indeed hosted a great many kingdom and not just Egypt. So there are actually other uh, fantastic things to talk about, like right. uh, the ancient civilization of Timbuktu and some things that they found in Zimbabwe and Zaire and the Congo, my understanding. There's some pretty uh, like amazing things there that's kind of long lost, forgotten. And so if we want to like big up the, some of the beauty that's come out of Africa, like it doesn't all need to be focused on Egypt anyway. So, like, I think we can big up cultural achievements and big up uh, the African continent without resorting to worshiping Egypt and maybe getting a little closer to where most folks maybe hailed from in the first place. You know, I'm, I'm just saying, man, yeah. there's more to do there. But it's almost like these folks are almost like the product of, of white thinking, of racist mm-hmm. thinking, mm-hmm. meaning uh, white people been obsessed with Egypt. Egypt kind of more than the rest of Africa. It's kind of like a kind of a standard white kind of racist colonial type of thing. Oh, well, gotcha. so, uh, so let's folk let's uh, Egypt. We, we we go to Egypt too. Let's talk about, forget Mali. You know, I'm just saying. I'm not. <laughs> I mean, I'm exaggerating a little bit. Someone's gonna hear this and get really mad, but I'm just saying. And uh, hey, uh, Jim Crow, you got one drop of black blood. Uh, well, oh, you, you, you're 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 segregated. You're in this this situation, and da da da. Uh, maybe you could try to pass. Whatever, whatever. All of a sudden, now Hebrew Israelites look around at the ancient world and they got Jim Crow thinking. Mm-hmm. Oh, uh, Egyptians were black, and 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 these group of people were white. The world is not a black and white world, and people mm-hmm. didn't process things that way. They, right. This anachronistic to throw Jim Crow on ancient Egypt. Like all <laughs> you got to do is go look at first century funeral depictions that they would paint mm-hmm. on the wooden coffins of the ancient Egyptians from first century, you're like, uh-oh, these don't look like – the term people use is Negroid features. These don't really look like standard Negroid features. Now, they definitely don't look like um, you know, Mr. White Guy either. They're not, Brad <laughs> not Mr. Brad Pitt on there. Right. But you start looking at people's faces, and you're like, these kind of look like people – who a lot of them look like this way today. And they they have mixed phenotypes. Some of them look more dark. Some of them look more light. Okay. Like, can't we just let it be what it is instead of, well, this is black and this is white. And mm-hmm. it, it's just it, racism and white supremacy and bigotry is so affected and poison people's mentality. Even when they try to buck against it and fight it, it's like they're still living in the shadow of it. Right. It's, it's real sad, man. It's real sad to see, really. Wow. Yeah, that's so true, man. But yeah, that that my buddy, uh, that's the route he took. Um, and it's funny because 
you know, his journey, you know, like you said, Christianity to Hebrew Israelite to, to the committed science. Um, but I think, and I, and I guess, you know, just coming from my perspective, I think if he would have found reformed theology, you know, sound doctrine, you know what I mean? Uh, expository preaching, you know, just solid, like substance, you know what I'm saying? Like when you, when you're in the, you know, when you're in the church, you know, especially in the, in the South, man, and just churches just habit and the preachers say the same thing every week, you know, uh, a Hebrew Israelite that that's, that's enticing, man. Cause that's something new. He's pulling you in. But, uh, but I, I received that same, you know, I guess enticement, uh, when I found, you know, reformed theology, man, and, and, and the, all the wealth of knowledge that's out there and the, the studying and the, you know, just the, 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 I mean, just the, everything, man. I, and I guess because I'm still in the maybe the what James White called the cage stage, man. I'm just so excited about it. Um, but I think that may have helped him. I mean, I don't know. Only God knows. But uh, but right. it definitely sent him, you know, to a place where, like you said, it was it's hard to to relate and hard to target because it's just so broad, you know, broad and everything, man. So, uh, but yeah. But, well, yeah. I, agree. I agree with what you just said. Um, now, I've got a lot of evangelical brothers and sisters of all types and stripes who are laboring in this field, so I don't belittle any of their contributions or anything like that. However, right. I have also not really tried to make a secret that I'm reformed. Okay, gotcha. so with, within that, I do feel like there is a natural in that if the reformed folks would get on the ball with some of this would be helpful. I'll show oh, yeah. you some of the connections. Hebrew Israelites are big on the chosenness of Israel mm-hmm. and God's ability to choose whom he wants, why he wants, where he wants, when he wants. Mm-hmm. We as Reformed theologians and Christians should not disagree with that idea at all. We don't right. buck against that. The problem is what you mean by the chosenness and to what end is the choosing happening? Because Scripture tells us. So we, that's cool on that, man. We're okay with election. We're okay with predestination. We're okay with it is written. We're okay with a God who is strong in his sovereignty and power and might and control and authority. Not only that, Reformed Christians tend less to run away from the judgment of God. Since they understand his sovereignty, they also understand his ability to judge as he will. And there's a strong trust in him, him as the judge of earth who will, the judge of all the earth who will do right. Now, because of that, I think that's helpful because the Hebrew Israelites have a real strong sense of justice. They perceive injustice right. and they right. perceive that justice needs to happen. We will agree with that basic concept of principle and also affirm that that's part of who God is. He is a just God. So mm-hmm. there we go. Boom, boom. Not only that, but Reformed theology has a high view of Scripture. Now, the Hebrew Israelites, in my opinion, give lip service to the Scripture but actually have all these other parameters that they, these kind of constructs that they put on top of it that right. make scripture not really their highest authority, but rather their leader's interpretation of it or perhaps a particular understanding of a historical event. Nonetheless, Reformed cats have been known to have the highest view of scripture, mm-hmm. and that's helpful too. Reformed folks have bucked against the idea of, of tradition the strongest and things that Roman Catholic Church or whatever the tradition is is brought along as part of being in the Reformed and Reformation tradition. Well, that's a helpful thing. 
a lot of the folks we're dealing with have come out of revivalist type churches and Wesleyan Holiness Pentecostal with some of the stereotypes associated with it. Reformed churches don't operate that way. They're, they're the furthest thing from it. It's a Christianity that uh, fortunately a lot of these folks have never seen. Mm-hmm. It does deal in the intellectual waters and jumps in there and traffics in that. And we're not afraid of those ideas. And that's where we need to go. And we want to preach robust doctrine. Everything's not a game at church. I'm not saying mm-hmm. we've got it all together, but I'm just saying there's a whole wealth of resources that a lot of these men and women sadly have actually never experienced. And as they just don't know, and it's a, it's a pretty big tragedy, actually. So I agree with that assessment. And I would like to see more of that. Let me just bring maybe two books to people's attention that I think could be helpful that are uh, talk a little bit about this. Because the other thing I've noticed is there's a lot of resources. They're not really about Hebrew Israelites, but there's resources of different types that will help us as we go along with this. And um, here's one. Experiencing the truth. Bringing reformation to the African-American church. Hmm. Anthony Carter is the editor. And in this book, which came out on Crossway Books, it came out 2008. Let me show you some of the chapter titles. Uh, Biblical theology, experiencing the truth about God. Biblical preaching, experiencing the word of God. Biblical worship, experiencing the presence of God. Biblical spirituality, experiencing the spirit of God. Grace so amazing, experiencing the doctrines of grace. And at the back of the book, there's even sample sermon preparation in there as well. And So, you know what I'm saying? It's like a real thing trying to get on so i'm just saying like there's resources there and i've seen some cool things that i think will be helpful once we really uh start getting on this and let me bring out another book that's coming out it hasn't actually come out yet but i think it's dropping pretty soon i just got an email notification from i believe broadway uh broad and holman academic maybe it's called enduring truth restoring sound theology and relevance to african-american preaching Aaron E. Lavender. And so that's going to, of course, be 2016. Mm-hmm. Yeah, a B&H academic. And look at some of these chapter titles, um, which is just great. The Crisis Erosion of Biblical Preaching in African-American Pulpits. The mm. Importance of Biblical Exegesis for Textual Accuracy and Relevance in Biblical Preaching. A Theology of Preaching. Relevance in Biblical Preaching. And, I mean, there's some great little... Um, you know, underlying things they talk about, like a biblical view of race, dealing with black liberation theology, prosperity theology, um, problems created by racial segregation in relationship to this, um, contextualization, the pole connector. I mean, it's just some great stuff, man, coming out. Mm. And so uh, I'm telling people the resources in a lot of ways are actually there. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I, part of what I want to do is help collate them and just point people to some of these resources that because you can you can d- discuss uh, with a black Hebrew Israelite, so-called. They don't like being called that, but you can discuss with them and, uh, quote, win the debate or something. And maybe even by God's grace, win them to the Lord. Okay, praise God. But you know what, man? A lot of the problems start back in our churches. Mm-hmm. Hebrew Israelite doctrine wouldn't be so attractive if our exactly. churches were a little more attractive. And that's a sad reality we've got to deal with. And so the real solution to this comes actually at the local church level. Yes, sir. Totally, totally agree. <laughs> totally agree. I actually made a post about that on Facebook, you know, about that, you know, the local church, uh, you know, not not teaching, man. Uh, but yes, definitely feel free to 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 pump up reform theology because this is the bar, man. We were biblical and reform. We we definitely push that, man. But vocab, 
Bro, I really, really, really appreciate you taking time out and uh, hooking up with me, man. Uh, definitely been a pleasure. Um, before you go, bro, uh, I want you to, uh, you know, again, tell the people how to get up with you, man. Uh, anything you want to drop as a closing, and then uh, we'll be out of this joint, man. Sure, yeah. Uh, check me out every Tuesday at Faith Talk 1360. It's where I'm going to be kind of running around. You can listen live stream on a Periscope, but you can follow me at Vocab Malone on Twitter, and then it's denounced on there from 2 to 3 p.m. I'm over here in Arizona, so, like, if you're East Coast right now, until the fall happens, we're three hours difference, you know, so if I go on at 2 on Tuesdays, that's 5 o'clock for everybody on the East Coast. And then um, you can also get the downloads at soundcloud.com slash koinonia-radio. And just look for the shows with Vocab Malone, like the day show, 160906, Koinonia Radio, Vocab Malone. That's where I went uh, through Deuteronomy 28 for about 45 minutes with a man named Surreal. Mm. And so just keep on watching those. Comes I'm going to be on there for a while, Koinonia Radio here locally, doing shows on there every Tuesday. And then uh, Monday nights, man, stop by G-Man's YouTube channel and my boy Faithful to God's YouTube channel. We do hangouts where we discuss Hebrew-Israelite stuff. And G-Man, um, I think it's called G-Man versus the Hebrew-Israelites. And then Faithful to God does the after show, and that's every Monday. So hmm. you can just come on and listen and learn and watch. And, man, the level of information dropped in those discussions is like, just out of this world phenomenal. Like just the stuff people know and how they proceed and all that. And um, that'd be like two things I'd want to shout out. Listen in the next two days to Line of Fire Radio. Michael Brown's going to be talking to Zion Lex, like I previously mentioned. Then he's going to have on a historian talk about, you know, true history and all that. And I'm interested in, and curious about how that's going to go down. And then um, James White is still working on the date with Zion Lex, a debate on the text of Deuteronomy 28 and how to best interpret it. So there's that as well, which is pretty exciting. And um, if you're here locally in a Phoenix area or whatever, I'm going to be hosting a show uh, a couple weeks from now. Actually, I think it's might even be uh, next week. But He Sun Lee, He Sun Lee is going to be the, like the opener, the headline, or the main one. But just look locally. It's called Ten for Ten. That's the name of it. But um, maybe people can come out and see that. I'm just hosting it, but it should be pretty good. She's actually a female MC. I think she's out of New York, and um, that'll be – yeah, there it is. Okay, sorry about that. September 17th, so gotcha. Saturday, um, Christ Life Church out in Tempe, Arizona. It's 10 bucks, 10 artists, and she'll be rocking from New York. So anyways, that's what's up, man. Thanks for having me on. Sorry about my long answers. <laughs> You're fine, man. You're fine. I, I appreciate it, and I appreciate the time again, man. And uh, this is Dwayne. We're here at the bar, man. You can catch us on Facebook at BND2012. Uh, that's BND2012 on Facebook. Uh, go like our page, uh, subscribe to this uh, iTunes, uh, and give us a five-star review because that's what I think it deserves. You should too. Anyway, God bless. We love you, and we're out. The bar, biblical and performing. For those of us who claim Christ, our authority is the scripture. For those who don't claim Christ or who claim another, I'd like for them to, we challenge them to explain a standard of truth apart from scripture. Uh, explain the nature of good and evil apart from the scripture.
I'm, there, there's, you, you have no context. There's no justification for it except for the whims of, of, men, of, you know, of men. And so, man, we, we stand upon the foundation of the Scripture. Sola Scriptura. Scripture alone, man. Doctrine. Yeah, Sola Scriptura. Sola scriptura. Scripture alone. That means scripture alone. What's your eternal situation? For the age of creation. For he laid the foundation. Was a plan for expiation. Christ became propitiation. Meaning he switched his places on the cross for our disgraces. In the crowd he saw our faces. Just- What's up, bar listeners? It's finally here. The bar exclusive content. Yes, that's right. You can sign up to receive exclusive content as low as $2 a week or $5 a month, $50 for the year to get exclusive content. What is the exclusive content? I'm glad you asked. The exclusive content is additional information from my guests, extra time with them in like the green moon setting, laid back, them asking me questions, I ask them questions, and also the Facebook group. You get an invitation to the Facebook group where we will have discount codes for the bar gear and many many more make sure you sign up the links in the show notes join the vip inside the bar group and we'll see you there